The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. (laughs) I think we're all in our PJs, Uh ready to retire Mm -hmm. for the night. Yeah. Um, yeah, Arthi, did you like speed to get here so that you didn't flake on Chelsea? Again? I was speeding and I was making sh- – it was like cops on the road and I was like, <laughs> I have to make this because if I don't show up for Chelsea – This would have been the one time. One more time, I'm going to be like – she's going to disown me and that was going to be the end of it. I'm going to lose my spot on the- <laughs> This I would be would disowned by this time. Speed. If you hadn't shown up this time, then the feud is official. I'm like <laughs> snapping like I'm in West Side Story. Like it's on, bitch. <laughs> Could you imagine Arthi gets pulled over and she's like, hold on, let me just pull over my Instagram. I just need to show you something. <laughs> I just need to let her know what's happening. <laughs> I, that would have been the one time I go live on Instagram and say, look, it's real. I'm getting pulled over. I'm not faking this. <laughs> oh, wow! Oh, God, I'm so happy we could all we could all make it. Um, Chelsea, thank you so much. So, by, so by the way, what? so yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. you there might be a feud going on in my living room that you might hear. There's a geography homework due. <laughs> uh oh! And the father and the daughter are working through some stuff. <laughs> they had to figure out how some guy named La Bamba or La Mamba of Congo was killed by the CIA through a proxy war. This is sixth grade. She doesn't even know what a proxy war is. And she has to write a report on it. The specific type of fighting that takes place during homework time, I still have flashbacks from Mm -hmm. my dad sitting down and doing math Mm -hmm. homework with me. And I just – I see numbers and I I literally like – I find myself – getting hot right now just even thinking about yeah, math homework. right it like, gives it you would anxiety end, it would end with my dad being like but what don't you understand and me sobbing <laughs> and I'm like everything I don't understand yeah everything and yeah. it usually happens late into the night because mm-hmm. you suddenly realize something is due and then you have to work through this situation and it, there's a situation happening. I told them to keep it on the low. I was like, I need to record. I don't want to hear you guys yelling at each other. Oh my god! If 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 your daughter calls your husband a punk ass bitch, then I'll be like, well, she was watching Summer House earlier with Arthur. He would so deserve that's why. it. He would totally deserve it. <laughs> did that. Then I would need you to come storming in the room. Nobody calls my daughter a punk ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's going to be that little girl. <laughs> he's going to call her little girl. What do you girl. not understand about this little girl? <laughs> so we recorded an episode yesterday that we're going to release later in the week for uh, like that is part of like our pa- one of our Patreon tiers. But this is like our first official Bravo chat chat uh, episode with Arthi back from India. 
So this is really special. Chelsea, you could even say she came came back from from India. India. I speeded from India. For me. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming back from India for me. I'm going to – that is canon now in my mind because how many times have I – how many times have I been on at this point? Three. Yeah. Three. Three times and conveniently every time Arthi is just nowhere to be found. I truly was like – we have a feud on our hands. Yeah. 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 And but I blame Anor for that because she always plants it on a day where the, not, she was like she was like, today I had to go down to DC for networking, like for work work. Mm-hmm. She's like, who who goes out on a Tuesday night? <laughs> I did. I was like, How who's dare you have a key to come home and do things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like pretty much. Work pretty much. Yeah, exactly. It's never good enough, okay? Um, yeah. Listen, I'm just glad that we could make this happen. This is very exciting. And we're talking about Summer House today, which I feel like, like I associate with you because I feel uh, – with you, Chelsea, specifically because I feel like your um, likability charts are the best for Summer House. I feel like, one, they're amazing, and two, the Summer mm-hmm. House cast engages. Yes. Right. Yes, Lindsay Hubbard is all over the comment section, and I appreciate that they're all in on the joke and they understand that it's part of their job. And like Lindsay Hubbard specifically understands that like her line being up and down and up and down and up and down is an indication that she is reality TV gold because there's nothing worse than a straight line in a likability chart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boring. Mm -hmm. Or Alex, where the line disappears. Where's the line? Where's the line? He wasn't, he's not even on. The line just disappeared. So, Arthur, you haven't watched the last few episodes, but, like, basically two episodes ago, somebody was like, Alex isn't here. Fuck him. And then, like, we just pretended like he wasn't there, but he was there the whole time. That's what you I see, heard. He was, like, in he, was like, he was I'm, like me in India. Did not have a clue what was happening here. And I don't – Chelsea, do you have any theories about what happened to Alex? So I saw discourse online that his costume, because he was essentially ja- – he was dressed like Jacob from Twilight. And so I saw somebody say, like, maybe Bravo is wary after, like, the Kenya headdress that they were just going to, like – because it was very, like, indigenous adjacent appropriation that he was dressing as this character. That's the only argument I've seen that, like – but then I'm like, since when does Bravo werewolves? You know, like like he was appropriating werewolf, <laughs> appropriating werewolf culture. I like to think my my personal theory is I always said that Alex was a Bowflex machine that was granted a wish and became a human. I think the clock struck twelve, and we need to check the gym. I think he's the Bowflex machine. He's again. like, he's like. Like the transformer, the transform back. <laughs> oh my god! And you know it's it's very appropriate because Lindsay's birthday party was like fantasy, twisted fantasy, <laughs> and like somebody dressed up as a fairy godmother and the bippity boppity booped him back into a boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like just check the gym, and there he is. There he'll be like, help, help me. <laughs> Follow. Wolf likes machine with the protein shake that's been left over. <laughs> yeah. Follow the. Pounds of turkey that are probably <laughs> laying around your property here. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there has to be some some reason for really not having him around. But one of the things that uh, somebody was saying was that maybe they had so much content in this episode in the last couple of episodes that they didn't have enough like, content for that. But then I'm sh- I saw I saw enough of it to know that there was. Enough content of just crossing high page, <laughs> you know, or well, something like they, of that sort. Where like, they could or, surely do like a cutaway because we had like yeah. Andrea laying on his bed, and then like God knows where Luke was for half of the episode. He was like <laughs> to have heat stroke in his costume, and then he emerged like forty minutes later to be like, "You're a fuck boy. Let's arm wrestle." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke was in full costume, full makeup. So he had a yeah. he was like, "God damn it, it's cold. It's hot." And then he like just couldn't deal with it. 
And then next thing you know, he came out fresh face, fresh yeah. as a daisy. His face yeah. looked beautiful. He washed all the makeup off. I don't know mm. how he did that because I can barely get eyeliner out of my eyes for at least three days. So mm. I don't know what, what kind of micellar water he's using, <laughs> but it worked out. Yeah. It will be so, his next product uh, now that you mention it. That will be his next product, makeup, yeah. re- makeup remover. He's going to okay. be like, if it's next snow- time he meets you, next time he meets you, he's like, let me try it. <laughs> let me like, just take wipe yeah. your makeup off. Let me show you how that's done. Yeah. If it smells <laughs> as good as Luke, I'll put anything on my face. Um, no, it did smell good. So good. All right. So this party. Okay. Can we all just agree that this is one of the best Summer House episodes of all time? Yes. And I hate that I have to give uh, Austin even like a sliver <laughs> of credit for it. I like just burped in my mouth as I said his name. <laughs> I I will say Austin could have been a stand-in for anybody else. I don't I didn't need it to be Austin. It could have been any other boy. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I will imagine that the boy was just whoever. Mm. Yeah. Can I who just that, can I get something who off? Was that the the virgin from a few week, a few years ago? Few <laughs> Jordan, 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 Jordan yeah, the or even Amit, who just showed up Amit, and was never yes. heard of again. <laughs> <laughs> basically like treated him like a piece of furniture in the house piece oh, of meat. a piece oh, of meat God. is what he was okay Chelsea, what if it's a magical summer house <gasps> and every year <laughs> the boring cast member turns into a, a piece of furniture <laughs> it's like a sacrifice it's a sacrifice to keep the show going every year someone must be sacrificed and this year it was alex's turn <laughs> oh my gosh wow yeah i'm wow. gonna see the m night movie <laughs> no that's a twist okay i do have to get something off my chest just at the top of the episode so we can get it out of the way i appreciate that the fandom we are all united it seems in recognizing that austin is the worst yeah. mm-hmm. however I knew this was going to happen. A couple of weeks ago after Craig showed his true colors, you guys know my feelings about Craig. If you don't, you're about to hear it. Yeah. I can't stand the man. He's a Peter Pan. I think he is like a very specific type of fuck boy that's like sneaky about it. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, everybody was like, I see it. I see it. How does it feel to finally have people see that you're right? And I said, it feels good, but he's going to trick you again. That's yeah. the beauty and the magic and the infuriating nature of Craig. Yeah. That, like, he's going to trick you again. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker, it takes one single appearance on Watch What Happens Live, and everybody online once again is like – standing uh, ovation yeah. for Craig, the pinnacle of – wokeness and good boyfriendness and i'm just like Bleh, Craig. Yeah. yeah all he said was like that he just didn't pick up austin's phone calls and kind of like iced him out for a couple of weeks because he shut the door in Paige's face i'm like is that was that it? doesn't he have doesn't he have a podcast with him or yes. whatever like, yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm I went over to Austin's uh, social media because one thing that is very confusing to me is how on television now I've seen three women show mm-hmm. significant interest in him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Maybe the social media, the like reality TV check is so big that you just, I, maybe it's another magical trick. I don't know. Maybe it's another spell. I'm not sure. So I was like, let me go on his social media and see like, do girls leave comments on his pictures and stuff? First of all, his social media is like super lacking and he barely ever posts and like no there's, there's never any traction about him. There's he doesn't a reason get t- for it because even on social media nobody likes him. So I don't know yeah, how no he is on him. Bravo. Nobody likes it. I don't know a single person other than Sierra and Lindsay and whoever. I don't know anybody who seems to like Austin Crowell. I don't understand it. Not even his mother and not even his parents. They are mad at him too for, you know, dumping all their money, all their money and retirement savings into his stale beer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. All right. Well, let's get into this episode. The episode is obviously the second half of Lindsay's incredible birthday party. And like we said, one of the, I think the best episode of Summer House that we've seen since Lindsay's last birthday party where she was served takeout. In the containers, cold. That's soggy fish sticks. <laughs> soggy fish sticks. 
didn't even take it out and put it onto a plate. We had Austin and Lindsay making out all over the place and Sierra crying all over the place and just looking so sad. But there was just a lot of girl power also on this episode, which I really enjoyed. There was a lot of like girls gathering for each other, but like Mm -hmm. then alcohol ultimately getting in the way of it. Mm -hmm. But at the end, we were all winners because Austin looked like the biggest clown of all and he was left arm wrestling with Luke while Lindsay boned a really hot guy named Luciano. Yep. And that's the magic of Lindsay Hubbard. She's like, I'm going to give you an episode and I'm ultimately going to hook up with someone far hotter than Austin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So let's, do you think yeah. Lindsay, all of the stuff that Lindsay did was to get back at Sierra for Winterhouse mm-hmm. and that all she wanted to do was rile up Sierra and show that she could do the same thing, but then she had no intentions of ever sleeping with Austin anyway. The frustrating mm-hmm. thing, and so just like quick disclaimer, my ultimate stance is that Austin is the problem. So yeah. I know there's going to be like inevitable mm-hmm. comparison between how the two women handled the situation, but like my firm stance mm-hmm. is Austin's the dick in all of this mm-hmm. and the one yeah. who knew what he was doing. But the frustrating thing is I don't think Sierra understood the point Lindsay was making because I, I agree with you, Artie. Like I don't think that Lindsay even cared to win Austin. I think she just wanted to beat Sierra and mm-hmm. to show her like what it felt like because if we're going through like timeline of girl code – Mm-hmm. Lindsay told Sierra that she loved Austin and they've been mm-hmm. hooking up for years. And then in Winterhouse, it was Sierra who, swip- who swooped in. So I think that Lindsay was proving a point that Sierra just missed entirely, as Sierra often does in social situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was that I heard that Jason was there too. So Lindsay had been dating Jason and now she was she had broken up with Jason before she came to Summerhouse. And Jason was visiting, right? Mm-hmm. He was yeah. supposedly at the party. Mm-hmm. So all of Lindsay's showing attention to Austin would have been, could have been directed towards Jason too. Yeah. And it's just nothing to do with Sierra except that Sierra got all worked up about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Lindsay was ultimately trying to have like the hottest hub house birthday Correct. of yeah. all time, right? Like right. this hub girl summer. She wanted yeah. to do all of it. Like she had multiple costume changes. She made an absurd speech, <laughs> which <laughs> she had a plan B cake. I mean, come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> See, I mean, the girl is going through it and I will forever stand. Like I don't stand many people on Bravo, but there is something about Lindsay Hubbard that – like only Lindsay can be going through an actual traumatic portion of her life and turn it into just excellent reality television. Like she is just one of a kind. She's like, yes, I will take my sadness and channel it and you will be delighted. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, exactly. she was like this close to naming all the balloons after her egg, <laughs> like Madison, Marie, Parks, Melissa, whatever. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to name all these eggs. These are all my eggs. I do wish that Kyle had actually eaten the plan B. I think that could have been a fun subplot, but there's always next summer. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you guys that I think that – I look, I think Lindsay wanted to have a good time. I do think that she was getting back at Sierra a little bit from Vermont. And while I don't think that it's necessarily a nice thing to do, I also think Lindsay doesn't owe Sierra anything. Like, especially because there are no strings attached, right? Like, even later on, and like, let's get into like, what happened between the girls, right? Because Lindsay's just like hooking up and having a great time. She goes to Danielle later. She's so drunk that she cannot recall how many times she's made out with, Mm -hmm. with Austin. And then she's like, well, guess what? I'm just going to fuck him if I want to because that's all Austin cares about. He just wants to fuck and I want to fuck and that's it. We're just going to do it. If I want to do it, that's my prerogative. It's my birthday. And then she's like kind of living in her own world, in her own birthday, having the best time ever. And throughout the party, Sierra – it's not even the party. Throughout the whole weekend, Sierra is – the secondhand embarrassment I felt for this girl was just like so sad. So she's like kind of in her own world. And then later on, this big fight that happens between Lindsay and Paige is 
it all happens, one, because Lindsay's so drunk, but also that Lindsay's mostly upset that Paige would question her character. Mm-hmm. She gets she always gets the That's most activated. Yeah. yeah. When somebody calls her a liar or somebody calls her manipulative or anything. I don't think Lindsay's manipulative because she wasn't trying to manipulate anybody into anything. She was like, just very what, upfront yeah. about what she was doing. Yeah. She was like, Austin is coming for my birthday and he's going to sleep in my bed. And then sometimes we might make out. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah. but in Sierra's mind, it was just so much bigger of a deal because Sierra caught feelings. Oh, and yeah. I have been the Sierra. And so I think yes. I was embarrassed mm-hmm. and also just like had that like stabbing of my heart of like, oh, I know that feeling. And I also know the feeling of directing your anger towards the other woman instead yeah. of having that mm-hmm. moment of introspection to realize that you're mad at yourself because you're allowing a fuck boy to fuck with you. It's yeah. easier to be angry at the other woman and blame the other woman than realize that you're part of the problem and also the guy that you really like is a douche. And yeah. so I just – I felt for her, but I was also just like so mortified. And I mean, talk about big dick energy. Like Lindsay making Sierra – literally chase her around the party to have that conversation was so mortifying for Sierra that like she wasn't even afforded the luxury of having like a moment of pulling Lindsay aside. And when Lindsay said like, I always have the conversation, I think the subtext of that of like breaking the fourth wall was like, I am Lindsay Hubbard. I play by reality TV rules. I'm always Mm -hmm. open to being pulled aside to get yelled at, but not tonight, not on my birthday. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's Sierra's um, age and experience showed. Mm. Lindsay knew – it was Lindsay's turf and Sierra was on it. So that was so clear in that moment as well is that Lindsay knew what what she was dealing with. Lindsay knows who Austin is. Lindsay knows why she's flirting with Austin. Mm -hmm. Sierra has no clue what's happening. Sierra is so much in her feelings and she's so young and inexperienced in that that way Mm -hmm. that she was like taking the bait from both Austin and Lindsay. Austin was... Let's not forget, Austin was the one who was gaslighting. Oh, Austin is the worst. Sierra yeah. Throughout, throughout, he was gaslighting her. And it didn't help that Paige and Daniel were like keeping notes, like keeping scores on how many times Sierra <laughs> made out with Austin and how many times Lindsay made out with Austin. They're like comparing notes and talking to each other. So it didn't help. All of that didn't help. But they knew, everybody knew what was going to happen. It was just going to be a keg that, you know, it was just going to be. A dumpster fire anyway. I did find it so satisfying to see the women one by one like lose their shit and be like, enough. I'm going to say the Mm -hmm. quiet part out loud. He's the issue. Why is he here? Why is he in this house? Like one by one by one, it was like they were being polite because it's kind of like you have a group of friends and then your friends are friends with this other person and you're supposed to like that person because your friend's friends with them. And Mm -hmm. then eventually you're like, but, like, is anybody going to say this person sucks? Is anybody yeah. going to mention it? Like, are you <laughs> yeah. feeling this yeah. way too? Like, yeah. why are we allowing him to continue to come into this house and do this? Yeah. I also felt like if Austin had been a woman, the girls would have been so much sooner called Absolutely. him out on it. Because he was this guy. Everybody was, like, tiptoeing around it until they eventually started saying that. Because the thing that happens with guys is that when there are other men around to be like, oh, we love Austin. He's so fun. Like, none of the guys are losing their shit. Like, Andrea's like, this is really messy. And Luke later on is like, you're a fuck boy. And Mm -hmm. But Kyle and Carl, Carl's completely checked out. For good, yeah. like whatever he wants Carl to be checked was, out. Uh, you can't blame Carl. There's so much drinking going on, I and know. then he has this, he has this temporary girl girlfriend that's shown <laughs> up, and he's trying to be interested in her. The fact that Carl even like held on to himself and did yeah. not, did not have a meltdown because there's so much alcohol around him that he all he can do is focus on his sobriety. So I that's fine. Have a hot take. That if you want my full details, shameless plug, you can go over to my Patreon because I went off about this in a way that should definitely be protected by a paywall. But I'll give you guys like the PG version. I am so happy for Carl. I'm glad he's prioritizing his sobriety. 
I'm giving him a year. I'm giving him this season to f- no, not not for sobriety. I'm. I okay. think that's. I think he's in it for the long haul. <laughs> well, Nor was like getting like, ready. Oh, like, no. all right, minute twenty two, <laughs> edit this out. No, no, no. I'm giving him a year to figure out how to be on reality TV while navigating uh-huh. his sobriety. Mm-hmm. I'm giving him yeah. this season of grace of being boring right. Right. in the background right. because I think it's important that he does prioritize his health. But he needs to figure this shit out because he is so fucking boring this season. And yes. so if that means that he needs to take a step back from reality television, I totally mm-hmm. respect yeah. that. Yeah. But he needs to figure out a way to be a part of things in a way that isn't going to trigger him into doing unhealthy things. And mm-hmm. if that's not a possibility, he then he I needs ag- to leave. Yeah, yeah I, agree I agree with you. He's totally being what Danielle was the past few seasons. And Danielle is being what Carl used to be, which is like getting all messy and involved, which I like. I want I Danielle it. to be more I involved. But, so I absolutely love that. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good that's a good point. And I, I agree. I and, and that's not to say that Carl shouldn't be sober because we miss him on the show. I want Carl to be sober and gorgeous. Did you guys see that ad? That is going on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the movie? Oh, my God. Okay. First of all. You guys, I was already giggling because I was just so happy to see it, right? Any Summer House content off off of Bravo is always exciting to me. But I was like giggling the whole – and then I was laughing hysterically at the whole thing. The whole thing. And I was just like, not only am I totally now going to watch this movie, but also I want like Bravo to give all – because they do this fucking shameless plug bullshit all the time. And usually it's like – Melissa fucking Gorga, who can like barely remember lines, and or like Ramona, you know Antonio. somebody, no, yeah. or like Rinda. Can you Rinda. can you believe oh. Anne Hathaway? Wait, oh my god! Speaking of Anne Hathaway, this is a complete sidebar to when I was on I Am the Cute One, and we talked about Princess Diaries with you, Chelsea. But um, I saw this clip online of Anne Hathaway singing "Since You've Been Gone" at the Kelly on the Kelly Clarkson mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I know that obviously she was in Les Mis and she was so good, <clears> right? <throat> it moved me to tears. It's just, it's since you've been gone, I got I got like that feeling where you get goosebumps all over, and then suddenly your eyes well up because somebody's singing really well. But I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know why this is happening to me, but it made me be like, do it, does adult me like Anne Hathaway now? Ooh. What a full circle moment for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And it just happened, I believe, like this morning or last night that I saw the clip. Oh. And I was like, fuck. Wow. And Anne Hath- Hathaway would have such an oversized reaction to that question right now. She'd be very dramatic about it. Uh, what, wait, wait, which question? Uh, do I, does an adult neural like Anne Oh my Hathaway God. Now? She'd be like, and then I would be like, <gasps> oh. oh my yeah. God. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, you did it. I hate her again. <laughs> hey, by the way, are you guys ever going to do um, um, Miss Congeniality? I thought that would be another one for you guys to stay tuned. We perhaps that. just recorded Miss Congeniality. Ooh. You're on the pulse, Arthi. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking, I've been thinking about it for the past two weeks, and then I, I have to tell you guys to do Miss Congeniality. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I yeah, put it into a, the We've got universe a lot of good ones coming. It. We went off the rails for Donnie Appreciation Month because it was Donnie's entire birthday month where he got the full reins. Like, usually we have to agree on a movie. I was like, it's women's month. What do you mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> typical <laughs> Donnie, he's like, no, no. And before me. That, it was Black History Month. It wasn't. Like, what? Yeah, he made us do High School Musical last week, and I was like, this just isn't even, like, close to what we've been covering, but okay, go off, Donnie. Yeah, Yeah, for some reason right now, my social media, like, it just was a lot of High School Musical, I guess, because of you and Donnie. I was like, why why is everybody posting about High School Musical all the time? And then my algorithm kind of got, like, I would go to the Explore page, and it'd be like, why why am I seeing Ashley Tisdale? And it's like, because I engage with you guys. That's why. All right. Going back to the show. Okay, I do want to talk about like Sierra getting mad at Lindsay, right? Because I do think it has to do with her youth and stuff. But she kept saying this one thing where I was just like, oh, my God. Like, she kept saying to her, like, you've been an asshole. You've been fighting with me all weekend. First, because you kissed him on the mouth and because you said he's going to sleep in my in your bed. 
it's like one when you think about the scene where Lindsay told her like yeah he's probably gonna sleep in my room right Mm -hmm. it was so passive or whatever like yeah she did try to convince him to sleep in her room and he didn't but it was very much not a thing and then Sierra got to make out with him after that and hang out in his room where he asked her if told her Ugh. that he was going to <laughs> I'm not going to finish the rest of it mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know like all that stuff happened and then after that Sierra gets upset because Austin tells her what if I told you Lindsay kissed me on the mouth he doesn't say what if I told you Lindsay and I made out which is a mutual thing he mm-hmm, said mm-hmm. what if I told you she kissed me and Sierra has taken both of those things like a, a, like a direct attack on her from mm-hmm. Lindsay. And she keeps saying, you've been fighting with me, but only uses those two things. And I'm like, this is so – like, one, you're so drunk. And two, mm-hmm. like, it's so – it's such a young person point of mm-hmm. view to feel like anything anybody else does is a direct attack on you. It's like, like – it's a personal – it's a private experience. She's having mm-hmm. a private experience where she feels like everything that Lindsay is doing at this party is a, is a direct attack on her. And to some degree – Lindsay is being petty, but right. it's not all to piss her off. Like even when they're cutting the birthday cake, Sierra just looks so sad. She's like in the corner. She's like kind of sulking. She looks like she just wants to talk to everybody and figure it out. She's really sad when she's like even chasing Austin around mm-hmm. and being like, we need to talk. We need to talk. We need to talk. I'm like, I just, I hope that from that she like eventually gets her head out of it. But I also am aware that in fall of last year, she was on Watch What Happens Live, and she was like, so what? Lindsay should get over it. I won, and Ugh. Austin likes me better. So I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. I think that in a normal situation, yes to everything that you're saying about the private experience. And to some degree, Lindsay was just living her best hub house summer birthday, mm-hmm. like you said. Also, Lindsay Hubbard is diabolical, which is why I love her. And I think while, yes, she did say it in passing, like, oh, he's probably going to sleep in my bed. I don't for one second think that that was not a calculated throwaway comment that she knew was going to drive Sierra absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think it's like – I think both are happening at the same time where – Basically, Sierra is just taking the bait every single time and Lindsay's just like throwing out little things that are going to get under her skin and Sierra is letting them really take hold of her. And then also she is getting drunker and drunker at this party, kind of watching Austin out of the Mm -hmm. side of her eye for hours, essentially. And again, I've been Sierra, so like I know that feeling of trying to be the cool girl and it ultimately betraying you in the least cool girl way of just like losing your shit. But I think it was just like so upsetting to see. And then also I'm sure there's that element of producers also in her ear. Mm -hmm. She's already drunk wanting to have these conversations because when you are the girl that's feeling betrayed by mm-hmm. a guy and a girl at a party you want to be messy anyway but now you have a producer being like but go talk to him go talk <sighs> to him in the kitchen yeah go talk to Lindsay yeah yeah, yeah. it all just got it, worse and worse yeah and it, it's, it's such a stark difference <clears throat> from last season of Summer House where Hannah was here and Hannah and Paige and Amanda and Sierra and they were all like the youngsters we are the new uh new people in the summer house and Lindsay and danielle are the old ones mm-hmm. and they don't have a significant story or whatever and all of a sudden that whole power dynamic has shifted mm. in this season where Lindsay has reclaimed her position as i'm the queen of the summer house and this is yeah. my show and it's sort of it almost feels like danielle and Lindsay came prepared to do that into this season of Summer House. And I actually like the dynamics this season better because it seems more cohesive. And I actually think this is kind of a transition season where even next season, and especially we know they're continuing to film like Winter House and there's going to be different like mixed matching of groups. But I like the fact that it's becoming more unified and that there are 
different dynamics happening. And in a weird way, and I said this on my Patreon, but Lindsay and Paige give me like major big sister, little sister vibes of like they – respect each other and they clearly recognize like game recognize Mm -hmm. game of like we are going to have a connection here and be the bridge and we are both essential pieces to this new puzzle that is this like always changing evolving summer house show we don't want to be Vanderpump rules we want to be able to Mm -hmm. keep this ship going and even the fight they get in later like neither of them are going to back down and you can tell the like Lindsay feels like Paige has this sense of entitlement where you know like what's not being said is Lindsay being like, bitch, I like created this show and yes. you're on my show. Yeah. And then you have Paige being like, and I'm not going to bow down to you and kiss the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 for sure. And I love the thing about Lindsay and Paige is that they both know exactly what to say to piss the other person off. Mm-hmm. And that's they always going to be. Yeah. yeah, and which is where you get that big sis, little sister energy with the mm-hmm. two of them. Like, you know that like Paige saying, yeah, Lindsay, right. You're the best. You're the best, Lindsay. You're uh-huh. always right. Like, that's going to piss Lindsay off so much. And Lindsay's saying to Paige, like, just apologize to me for what you said. Paige is never going to fucking apologize. Like that both of them know the other person so well that they know exactly what to say to piss the other person off. And when actually like it's the, the whole thing is so funny with them fighting because ultimately they all kind of agree Mm -hmm. that Austin is shitty. I think Lindsay actually doesn't agree that Austin is shitty. I think Lindsay is still viewing it from the lens of I'm trying to have a good time and Austin's trying to have a good time and no one else is trying to have a good time. Everybody else is worried about Sierra's feelings Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be worried about Sierra's feelings because it's my fucking birthday. So, Mm -hmm. And and also, let's just say it, Lindsay is the Kyle for the women, right? Like yeah. if this is Kyle's summer house, this is Lindsay's summer house. Like they are the mom and dad of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of yeah. Kyle though, this was I think him and Amanda's best episode just because <laughs> I mean in the bar is fucking it is bleak. It is low yeah. Yeah. that they like got through a party without like screaming and crying and I'm like look at those crazy kids they're turning it around. But like there are these moments with Kyle outside of his relationship with Amanda where like he he always wins me over and I do have this soft spot for him because even though him and Lindsay always have each other's back and they'll give each other tough love, but you know that they have an alliance with each other. They have an allegiance Mm -hmm. to each other. They were like real friends before the show. Mm -hmm. But despite that, like I thought it was so sweet that he went out of his way during the party to like check in on Sierra and be like, you know, I love you and like give her a hug. And there's these moments where I'm like, if Kyle could just have this awareness mm-hmm. that he has in his friendships, just like 10% of that in his relationship with Amanda, a significant yeah. portion of his problems would go away. If he just yeah. showed like an iota of that like care and concern to his actual fiance. I actually – I agree with you, but I actually think that he probably does with Amanda. And my theory is that Amanda is just – he does that with Amanda all the time, mm. but Amanda picks certain moments, especially when she's on the show, to start having a meltdown because that's how she remains on the show. That's how mm-hmm. she makes herself relevant. And this is really their issues are more to do with Amanda than with Kyle. That's how I feel like Kyle is trying his best. He's not perfect and he's kind of can be kind of a douchebag, can be kind of you know, uh, removed and all of that. But he actually at the core of it has a kind heart and cares about Amanda a lot. Mm -hmm. But Amanda is like more, a lot more self-centered and she wants Kyle to basically, she wants to be the center of the attention at all times. And that doesn't happen all the time. I think that they are the like good version of Brittany and Jax. I think Brittany and Jax are the evil upside down version of Kyle and Amanda. You know what I mean? Like I think that Kyle yeah. and Amanda are yeah, good people. to the same outcome, but yeah. though. But like yes. I think that Kyle's cheating and disrespectful behavior mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. catalyst to their issues. So I can never like mm. yeah, excuse that part of it because Shoot. that's what started the cycle of toxicity True. is that that right. trust was lost by his behavior. 
-hmm. However, I do think there is something that happens when you are cheated on where you're put in a terrible position where you either have to make the tough choice to stay and forgive or the tough choice to realize it's never going to be the same and leave. Mm -hmm. And I think she is in no man's land where she stayed, but she never forgave him. Yeah. And so now he is constantly having to prove again and again and again that he's not that guy. And he, it's like this vicious cycle of she smothers him. So he acts out. So she smothers Mm -hmm. him more because he's proved her point that she can't, that he can't be trusted and circles become circles. But I just think like, I just think that it, if you're going to stay at some point, you have to be able to actually move on because it's not fair to either of you to be in a relationship right. where you're going to be punishing this person for the rest of their life for a mistake. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I also think that there's a factor of the show that we've mentioned before, but like mm-hmm. I think that Amanda is aware that all of the things that she has going on in her life primarily revolve around Kyle and all of the things that Kyle has going on in his life do not revolve around Amanda. Amanda is a part of them, but they're not about her. Mm-hmm. Everything that Amanda has going on from the show to Loverboy are all things that are Kyle centered. They're Kyle's babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Amanda just happens to be part of the team. So I think that's like another layer of like, I, I well, I'll forgive it because, or I'll, quote unquote, forgive it and move on because of all these other things. Because if I have to walk away from him, I'm not just walking away from him. I'm walking away from the company, the show, the friends, everybody. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Lindsay's never going to talk to Amanda again if they break up. Like, that's True. that stuff They're is probably like, out of more Instagram photos. <laughs> Carl, Carl, Carl wouldn't either. Carl wouldn't either. Yeah. And if Lindsay's Carl not doing might. it, I think Carl might because I think that they have a gen, I think now Carl and Amanda have a genuine mm-hmm. friendship. But yeah, Lindsay certainly wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a really so good I think point. like. Yeah, I think like there's a lot of that too. But I did think it was really funny that this episode, they show them like kissing Amanda's weird fucking contacts. I like couldn't deal with them. I could not. Mm-hmm. I was like, we, we got to get those out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just- Maya told Paige to take off her lashes. I'm like, can we look to the left and address <laughs> the nightmare horror story that's happening right there? <laughs> but, but like they they cut to the scene of like Kyle and Amanda like kissing each other and being sweet and Kyle in the confessionals is like I you know we just like needed a break and like this is the best time we've ever had as if the last episode which I get it bravo yeah. we got a break last week but I do remember what happened in the episode right before this one which is they were nagging each other about everything like she woke up and she was like how did this blanket get in this room and he was like I don't know like, I don't know like but see Nora this is the issue but see this is the issue is I am so fucking stupid the Bravo editing gets me every single time. Like, I am the dumb Bravo viewer that you were like, I remember what happened last episode. And I'm like, I don't. What happened last episode? I'm sitting here being like, those crazy kids, get married. You can do it. You guys figured it out. I'm like, it took, yeah, what? Like, it took an hour. Yeah. <laughs> don't sign but that prenup. You piece of shit. <laughs> But I also think that when Kyle says we just needed a break, it almost sounds like we just needed a break from creating a story for this show. (laughs) Lindsay took over and Lindsay is running the show. I have two or three episodes worth of time where I don't have to do anything. I don't have to cry or yell or throw my blanket on the floor or do any of that (laughs) to create a storyline. And, you know, Amanda and I can just be ourselves for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's possible too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the girls. Okay. Big time women's empowerment <laughs> energy here. My favorite moment was, you know, Amanda and Paige sitting with Maya, who is just feeling all kinds of sadness. Mm. And they are hyping her the fuck up. Like, just like Amanda, you know, it's funny because Amanda has a lot of really sad moments herself. And mm-hmm. she gets really down in the dumps. We saw Paige crying because Craig hung up the phone on her so it's almost like i wish that all of you the things would that take you're your saying, own advice yeah would like yeah. take your own advice that you're giving to maya but um have you heard about this <laughs> have you heard about maya's cookies and how nobody's getting them what 
Maya, so Maya has this cookie company, right? Oh no. That she talked about on the show. And people have been ordering cookies from Maya. No. No. Like like Ben and Ronnie from Watch of Crabs, Ronnie ordered them and Ronnie's like, listen, I I have a lot of patience for a lot of things, but you cannot promise me cookies and then not give me the cookies. So the latest is that Danny Pellegrino got the cookie, got his cookie, but Ronnie hasn't. So there's a whole drama going on that like Danny got it, but Ronnie didn't and what's going on there? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I just literally like my stomach just dropped into my butthole. <laughs> I'm so oh no. Her you cookie know what? company. That was I'm the gonna... one thing that she could acknowledge she liked about herself is her cookies. And now people aren't getting them. <laughs> oh. You can't even get As the cookie, cookie crumbles. <laughs> oh no. Oh, um, God. But this is the thing I love and I've always loved about Summer House is there is always like despite the fact that 70% of this episode was spent with women fighting over just a dumpster fire of a man. <laughs> there are these like through lines of intense girl power that yeah. remind me of my friend group of just like yes. a good old fashioned drunken love fest of like, no, but like, do you know like, how amazing you are? Like, no, I need you to know how amazing you are, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and I just love that Summer House always ends with the late night food. I, I can watch them order food. And eat it in their random quarters of the house. Like you could give me like seven minutes of that every episode. I'm good with it. You well, know I what feel I mean? like they didn't show Andrea. Us- they didn't show Andrea eating his late night food either, right? Because no, he disappeared. They- he, yeah, he's the yeah. next one. Watch out, furniture! If there's a new armoire in the living room, we know what happened to him. <laughs> Yeah, they're starting to give us more and more though, and I do appreciate it because it is like it does tell a story. Like Paige ordered the Parmesan, um, like fettuccine. We got poor Carl was just like refreshing his Domino's app. They're like, he's like they're still making he's it. He's waiting all day. He's like everybody has been drinking. I've been waiting for this so late hungry. night tonight. Oh, God. Yeah, I just love it. I love all of that stuff. Like, it's just, you know, it gives me the feelings of, like, early, like, real world, like, where they would have these kinds of, like, real life moments. And I also think it's, like, so relatable, right? Like, that is sometimes the best part of, like, a party weekend Mm -hmm. is, like, we're all going to get drunk or whatever. And, like, at some point in the night, we're all going to eat food that we would never, ever eat in a um, million years. Pardon me. Well, now I'm just blowing up their spot. Donnie and Quinn came to visit me this past weekend for Donnie's birthday. They are yeah. vegan. By the end of this weekend – I'm so sorry, Donnie and Quinn, but I'm just saying it. I'm going to mention it all. Donnie was eating veal by the end okay. of the weekend. Okay. okay. By the way, okay, I was supposed to go to Rails with Donnie and Quinn, mm. and Donnie was like – does Rails have vegan food? And I was like, what the fuck, Donnie? It's a steakhouse in New Jersey. Like, what? And he was like, I don't mind the company, but like, I just need to know, am I just going to eat lettuce? Donnie. Like, I looked through the menu and like literally not a single thing not cooked with butter, like everything. Yeah. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie and I are going to be sitting in the corner having like salad, picking on our salads No, we go to Rails. No, you can have <laughs> No, cheese. just get some tequila in that man. And he's like, I will have the baby. What is veal? Baby cow? Baby, baby pig? cow. Uh, no. Veal the younger is beer, the better. Right? No, no. Yeah. That's venison. Yeah, venison. Yeah. Yeah. No, cow. veal is, yeah. He's literally eating baby cows. Oh my uh. God. <laughs> yeah, I just like I love that part of it. I love that at the end of like a wedding. I was in a wedding in California and I got really high and we went to a Denny's because they don't have diners out there, which I didn't realize was the thing outside of New Jersey, like the East Coast, where like you can't just go to a diner at like 2 a.m. We went to a disgusting Denny's. And like I don't even remember what I ordered, but I ate a lot of stuff. And in the morning, I was like, "Oh my god, my body's broken!" But it's like no regrets because that's like the best part of like that kind of a weekend. And mm-hmm. I know that these like people with like Adonis bodies, mm-hmm. like I just I really enjoy knowing that they're also destroying their bodies at night. 
<laughs> now I will say I do the Patreon with my sister-in-law who is like the most Virgo of Virgos ever and she cannot get over the Grandpa Joe situation with Paige and whoever she has decided to be her bed partner that summer of like the amount of eating that takes place in bed. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law like loses her shit every mm-hmm. episode being like – I don't find it funny that they lost the peanut butter cup. Where is it? Did they find it? Are they sleeping on it? Is it just melted now? I have follow-up questions. Yeah. Yeah. I I would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally sometimes think that it's stuck on Sierra's butt or Paige's butt. And they're just walking around with it. There's food coming and it's all stuck there. And the, the bed is filled with crumbs. That's how I imagine their bedding to be. Okay, can we say that Paige's room is significantly messier this season because she's sharing it with Sierra? Mm -hmm. Can we say that? There's no – I can't speak on it because that is my vibe. Like when everybody was horrified that Sierra's like laptop was like precariously about Mm -hmm. to fall off the bed. Mm -hmm. That's how I fall asleep every night. I'm like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> my, I'm like falling asleep to like Abbott Elementary and I just like wake up and I'm like, oh, hope my computer just doesn't crash off and not crash like from a technology standpoint, crash off my bed <laughs> is how I hope to not wake up. See, that's one thing. It's it's the wrappers and the, you know, the food wrappers and food and then like the pizza box that was left on her bed and things of that sort. Okay. The food yeah. in bed is yeah. what I can drives deal me with nuts. the food. I can deal with the laptop. I do have I'm concerned with Sierra the bathing suits. If I had her body, if I had her body, I would be wa- yeah. rocking a bathing suit from sun up to sundown. I do not have a problem with her wearing a bathing suit instead of clothing. I have a problem with her going into a pool. Yes. And then going to bed wearing that is a UTI waiting to happen and yes. I am concerned. Like change into a dry bathing suit if you want to show off that body. I certainly would, but like we need to take care of our business downstairs and I am concerned. Again, youth, it's going to only take once and she won't be doing that again. You're not going to be sleeping in a wet bathing suit anymore. Yes. Yes. Just like walking around. I was like – and I was like, Paige, I know that you're her friend and you're like literally willing to like punch out Austin and Lindsay with both of your hands. But mama, like you need to tell your friend to change her clothes because everybody has changed their clothes. And like I wanted Paige to – I guess that's like the difference, right? It's like maybe when you are younger, when you're younger, you can encourage your friends to like fight about it, right? Like, yeah, get that fucking bitch, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're older, you have to be the person to be like, listen, bitch, I'm getting secondhand embarrassment for you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to deal with the situation, but let's get you some bread. Let's get you out of these clothes. Let's like get you some water so that we can think of wash the chlorine, Wash the chlorine off. Wash it's not the good for your skin, Sierra. Like, it's just, you know, so, like, I – that's the stuff. It's, like, that stuff comes in your 30s maybe. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is very indicative of these girls being in their, like, Your 20s are spent, like, giving pep talks in bathrooms. Your 30s are spent giving pep talks in bathrooms as you discuss – skincare and give like baby wipes to give like okay we gotta wipe the mascara from the eyes we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna handle one thing at a time and right now we need to address the raccoon Mm -hmm. eyes right now we need Mm -hmm. to address the impending uti Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the difference between like Paige and sierra having a different conversation or i think i don't even think Paige was there it was just sierra and austin in the kitchen talking and danielle and Lindsay. Lindsay doing a very hot number with the blow dryer. (laughs) But like Lindsay, you know, she's drunk. She can't remember how many times she's made out with Austin. She just wants to fuck somebody. She's going in for a costume change. But she's just like, I'm still going to wipe my makeup off my face because I'm 35 years old and I cannot do that anymore. And those are the moments too where, (laughs) I mean, we know that Lindsay and Danielle are like for real, for real friends. But those are the moments too where like Danielle trying to – distinguish drunk Lindsay's whole entire like she was doing investigative work (laughs) and I was like thank you Danielle for doing it because I certainly am not going to understand drunk Lindsay but you have had a decade of practice so please translate for us what's happening right now yeah yeah exactly Uh, what a what a crazy bunch of people and I just it just cracked me up that the whole thing ended with just Lindsay getting humped 
Yeah, and Austin arm wrestling. <laughs> By the way, when Austin is arm wrestling, there's a phantom leg in the background. I'm pretty sure it's Alex's. <laughs> like he went out with them. He didn't he even did. go to the party. He went out to the bars. He was that much in it. <laughs> Poor Alex. Oh. There's this one scene where, like, they – I think Carl and Mackenzie come into the house. It's just, like, a random scene where they're – he's getting her a bag of potato chips or something. But there's a scene where suddenly you're in the kitchen and then they zoom in on Mackenzie for some reason and then they zoom back out. And I'm like, clearly Alex came into the room and you needed to cut him out <laughs> the episode. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Did they just not want to pay him? Do you think that's what it is? So there is this other rumor going around that somebody from uh, – they kept saying – I don't know what the bl- – I fucking hate blind items, by the way. Can I just say that? I don't like it. I don't like cryptic messages, okay? You're not the fucking Riddler, okay? <laughs> like, we need to chill out with the blind items. Well, I just don't like spoilers either. I think yes. we need to develop – the same – I don't watch The Bachelor, but I know they have a whole culture around it of if you want – there people – my friends who watch The Bachelor are very intentional. Like, are you somebody that likes spoilers or are you somebody that doesn't like spoilers? But for whatever reason, Bravo, it's like I could be like scrolling through my Instagram and suddenly it's like, blah, and this person's fighting with this person, blah, Kathy yeah. Hilton used the F word. It's like, well, can we like – I want to <laughs> I want to watch her bigotry in real time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's some sort of a rumor that somebody from Summer House or Winter House was booted off because of potentially some sort of harassment. And so they were cut out of the show. I don't think it's Alex. I don't think it's Alex. Who who does he even talk to? Yeah. I mean, who would he harass? The turkey sandwich? (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) I mean, his intestines. He definitely is harassing that. Uh, well, I love this episode and I loved uh, talking to you about it, Chelsea. Do you guys have any other thoughts on Summer House before we wrap up? I think it should remain Summer House and not Summer House with, uh, you know, Southern Charm coming in anymore. I think we are done with Southern Charm. I don't even want to see their show. I don't want them coming into this show. I really don't want to see Craig and Austin anymore. I really am not interested. They're haunting me. I stopped watching Summer House. And I then know. they were like, boo, bitch, here I am on your favorite show. I know. Yeah. I call Austin an ass pimple that won't pop. <laughs> it's true. He's a dinner. cyst. He's like a cyst that you can't even get like lasered out. Like oh. you go to your dermatologist and they're like, ooh, this one is too angry. I can't touch it. We need Dr. <laughs> pimple Popper on the case. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chelsea, this was fantastic. Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find – All of like the 10,000 things that you're doing. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me on. Thank you, Arthi, for being here and for talking. (laughs) See, there's no feud. There's no feud. Chelsea loves me. I love her. There's no feud. We can exist in the same space without bursting into (laughs) flames. You can follow me at Ono Chels. I was formerly Ono Bravo, but I just did a mid, a sensible mid-January, mid-week rebrand on a whim. I was like, you know what? Nope, just going to do this now. So Ono Chels. My backup is Ono Bravo because I am at risk of being deleted because of a Nini meme. So shout out to you, Instagram. Heaven forbid you <laughs> shut down misinformation or bigotry or general hate speech, but you God forbid I post- you are- our Kanye. Yeah. God forbid I post a picture of Nini saying, I won't stab you in the back. I'll stab you in the front. I'm inciting violence and going against community standards. So cool, cool, cool. Um, if you want more Bravo talk, you can follow me or subscribe patreon.com slash onochels. And then, of course, you can catch me and Donnie on I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast by The Dip. We did a very funny episode with Noor. And Arthi, we have to have you on too because yeah. Just so chaotic and we need the the full we need the full set of the two of you. We can go on a, a little crazy, double crazy. date of chaos. Yeah, exactly. And I will be bullying Donnie about going to Rails and eating meal with me. 
And I cannot wait to listen to Miss Congeniality. Yeah, oh, it's a doozy. <laughs> it is a doozy. Awesome. Yes. And all of that information is going to be in the description of this episode. So make sure you go and check that out. Thank you guys so much. This is – I've never talked about Summer House for almost an hour except for when I was on your Instagram live, Chelsea. So I can talk about Summer House forever. I love it. <laughs> The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Mike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is.